Hey everyone, I'm here at the Capitol in Austin, Texas. I am honored to be here. It's my first time, believe it or not, actually in the Capitol. And I'm here in one of the conference rooms with Dal Bigtree. He is one of the producers of the film Vaxxed. Some would say the infamous film Vaxxed. I personally have not seen it. I've read over 20 books Actually, I think 24 now on vaccines starting back even 23 years ago. Um, my first one was um, How to Raise a Healthy Child in Spite of Your Doctor mm, by great. the beloved Dr. Robert Mendelson, yeah. who uh, died a couple, what, 20 years ago. He's been gone. He's passed. Um, but he was actually one of the leaders of this movement, if you will, this education of, of immunizations and vaccines and um and the awareness that we should be aware of perhaps an over over vaccinating our children would you say more most importantly yeah, I mean, I think that's the I think that's the number one issue of the time I think it's why we're seeing skyrocketing rates of autoimmune disease neurological disorders uh, is because of the sheer number of vaccines now I think there's a further discussion on you know, what vaccines, you know, are good? Are there good vaccines? You know, how many is too many? How many you, is enough? Yeah, yeah, and you recently, uh, you were speaking earlier, you said that you were at a scientific conference in yeah. New Mexico for three days. Scientists from all over the world, is that correct? That's right. Yeah, I was and, at a conference specifically on aluminum. Aluminum. So scientists are looking at aluminum in all of its forms in uh, multiple scientific studies. I mean, literally every 30 minutes, there was another speaker for three days straight. So let me ask you this. What prompted your passion for this particular subject or medical procedure? So I and was... I, 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 I don't mean to interrupt you, but that's the, that's. I want to make a point here that a lot of people don't understand that vaccines really are a medical procedure. Yes. You are... The moment that needle enters your body, you have just changed the mechanism of your immune system permanently for life. So it is one of the most uh, drastic medical procedures you go through. And to not think about it, imagine a surgery you're not thinking about. Uh, this is like transplanting something in your body. You're about to shift the way your immune system naturally works forever. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's one of the points that I make all the time, um, that when people say to me, just on the most basic term, why are you even questioning vaccines? Why are you involved with vaccines? And I say, well, you know, first of all, let's just talk about the facts. If we had the healthiest generation of children we'd ever seen in America, then there really wouldn't be much of an argument to make, like, hey, we're healthy. Mm -hmm. uh, they try to say we're healthy by, the, by saying that we've eradicated measles or infectious diseases. Mm -hmm. But the truth is, is this is actually the sickest generation of children uh, in the industrialized world. Yeah. And the sickest uh, generation of children we've ever seen in this country. And so I point out the fact that in 1980s, when our children were getting 10 vaccines, the uh, autoimmune and neurological disorders, they're grouped into one category called chronic illness. That rate was 12.8% of American children had a chronic illness in the 80s when we got 10 vaccines. Now in 2019, when we're getting 72 vaccines and growing, uh, we are now at 54% of America's children have a chronic illness. That's a fact. CDC states those facts. So we're getting sicker. And what we're talking about, the largest part of that, that category is autoimmune disease. Well, what's an autoimmune disease? It means your immune system is attacking itself. Mm -hmm. It's attacking your I own have body. one. Right. So it's a really, really problematic thing. And it's skyrocketing all mm -hmm. over the country and the world. And people will say to me, well, Dale, how, are you, how do you know it's not what's in our air, the pollution in our right. air, or, or the, the pesticides on our, on our crops, 
or the steroids we're giving beef. You know, all of these different things. I said, oh, I think we should be investigating all of those things. Absolutely. But, I agree. Yeah. But when we're talking about immune systems of our children that are suddenly attacking their own bodies, which is, it breaks the evolutional process. We've been getting, mm -hmm. we're supposed to be adapting to our planet. For some reason, all of a sudden, we're moving backwards. Right. If your body's immune system is attacking itself, it's confused, shouldn't we be looking closest at the one product we've just talked about, air, food, water, all of that, mm -hmm. that's actually designed to alter your immune system for life? Yeah. Because that's what it does. If you ask someone, what does a vaccine do? They say, well, it tricks the body into thinking it's had a disease. Well, we're not just tricking a child's body one time, 10 times, 20 times, 40 times, 60 times, 72 times in America. We are tricking our children's immune systems. Mm -hmm. And we're shocked that that immune system has somehow is dysfunctioning now and has gotten confused and is attacking either the myelin sheath around your muscles, you're going to have multiple sclerosis. If it attacks your brain, you're going to have a neurological disorder. Right. Many could be autism. You're going to have brain swelling. If it attacks your pancreas, you're going to have diabetes. All of these things on the rise. Do you feel that, um, based on what I've read, um, I feel, but I want to know how you feel, about, about all the things that you've touched on, so food, the environment, the over-vaccination of our children, um, the quality of our air, all, all those mm -hmm. things have an effect. In yeah. fact, Dr. Gabriel Cousins, I don't know if you know him or not, he is um, he's a medical doctor and a PhD, and he said that even something like lead, living too close to a freeway, a child mm -hmm. living too close to a freeway in a, at a major thoroughfare could even um, cause mild autism because of the lead getting into the child. And you think of the quality of the food that Americans eat, or children all over the world, but especially here in America. Yeah. There's unprecedented greed and corruption, in my opinion, yes. based on everything that I've said and my own personal experience. Mm -hmm. uh, I've, I've uh, been victim to it as well mm -hmm. uh, in the business world. And so um, do you feel that autism, the only cause of autism, though, is vaccines or immunizations? No, uh, not at all. Uh, if you if you you know when when you watch Vax, you'll see that we have some of the top scientists in the world discussing what is autism. Yeah. Uh, Doreen Grampache runs um, CARD, which is Centers for Autism and Related uh, Diseases. That is the number one. She has hundreds of clinics around the world. She is the number one leader on uh, treating children with autism. Mm -hmm. And what she says is that autism, and this is really shared by most scientists now looking at it, autism appears to be a, a, um, an issue where children's bodies, specific children, do not have the ability to detoxify like other right. healthy children. Mm -hmm. So that the lead in that highway next door, or the vaccine with the aluminum that's coming into their bodies, or the flu shot that might have mercury in it, or the, or genetic, the, genetically, the modified genetically modified food. food. There's, there's, there's all of these metals in pesticides that for normal children, they eat it, they're injected with it, they breathe it, and their bodies have white blood cells that grab that stuff and do it their best to get it out of the body. And so they end up being okay. Uh, for autistic children, they don't have that ability. They cannot clear it. So this stuff is building and building and building up uh, in their bodies. And what we see when we see autism is just a total overwhelming of one of these issues. You, and so a mother put it very in a very clear way to me the other day. She said, you know, someone, a doctor will say to me that vaccines uh, don't cause autism. And she said, they're right. 
my child's autism was not caused by vaccines. My child's encephalopathy, brain swelling, was caused by vaccines. The behavior that resulted was autism. Autism is a behavior. Mm -hmm. It's not a disease. Right. It's the result of brain swelling. And guess what's written on the insert of every vaccine you're giving your kids as a potential side effect? Guess what's paid out billions of dollars in court? Uh, is encephalopathy. And yeah. I think it's a really good distinction. Absolutely. That what we're talking about is a behavior that's simply a result of your child's brain swelling inside their head due to a vaccine, due to this overload, this toxic overload. So autism you know, appears to really just be a toxic overload. And as much as they try to say that we've proved that vaccines are not causing autism, that is simply and completely not true. They have not proved it, and that's what I've spent my last three years since I made Vaxxed. And uh, I apologize yeah. for not seeing it. There's a lot it's of okay. well. Here's the yeah. thing: I'm so busy reading and preparing for Great. for other. We 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 cover so much on One Life Radio, but I am very passionate about children, yeah. and children's lives are in the balance here. Yeah. The future of our country is in the balance here on on so many levels. And I agree with you that this is one of the number one, if not the number one, issue facing America today. Yes, this is this issue is challenging our First Amendment rights more than anything ever has. If we are, when we look at, I come from California, where we've lost our right to choose what's injected mm -hmm. in our children. If our kids are going to go to a public or a private school that I, my taxes are paying for. So my children can't. I don't vaccinate my kids. I will not put any of these products into my kids. And I'll tell you the simplest reason why. I have investigated them now for about four years straight. I mm -hmm. used to be a producer on the daytime talk show, The Doctors. Oh, wow. I won an Emmy Award uh, for six years celebrating medicine and science. So I'm not anti-science and I'm yeah. not medicine. I'm not either. I'm and the I'm, opposite. Uh, yeah. What I'm telling you is this investigation now, since I've made Vaxxed, which is about a whistleblower that came forward and said we're committing fraud. Andrew Wakefield. Uh, no, not Andrew Wakefield, but Dr. William Thompson. Oh, okay. Dr. William Thompson works at the CDC to this day. He came forward in 2015 and said, we committed scientific fraud on the MMR autism study. The measles, mumps, rubella vaccine, we were tasked to look at its connection to autism by the Congress. This was in 2000 when there was a real scare that the MMR might cause autism. What he said is we ran the study on 3,000 kids in Atlanta and we saw exactly that. We saw an increased risk of autism if you got the vaccine mm -hmm. on time between 12 and 18 months. And it was only, by the way, they didn't compare to children that didn't get the vaccine. They just compared children that got it 12 to 18 months to those that waited till after three years old. And the results were staggering. African-American boys were 3.56 times more likely to develop autism if they got that vaccine between 12 and 18 months versus those that waited until after and, three years old. And wasn't that information held back from the CDC? I read that yeah. just the other day. Yeah, they erased it. They absolutely, they, first of all, they tried to switch all of the numbers and categories so that if you're in a study, you're supposed to lock in how you're going to categorize everything and what you're going to do with the data. You're not allowed to change the uh, format of your study once you're in it because that's scientific fraud, but that's exactly what they did. Mm -hmm. They started changing the eight groups. What if, what if we look at 10 to 16 months and then after, like, you know, manipulating, and this is what Thompson tells us, we kept running different stats to try and see could we get rid of this effect that was very troubling. When they couldn't, in the end, they kicked half of the kids off the study. Mm -hmm. They took the 3,000 kids they had and they dropped it down to 1,800 kids. 
You don't do that. Yeah. You don't suddenly r- r- throw your control group out and throw the groups out. And what that did was it still it still was one, I think it was something like, it was still 1.8 times more likely to develop autism. But there were so few kids left in the study that could prove it, they said mm-hmm. it was statistically insignificant. And wow. even worse, Thompson tells us, they dragged then after four years on this study. By the way, it was supposed to take six months. They had promised, we're going to crank out the numbers and the world will see this study by the beginning of 2001, starting in 2000. He said, we spent three years behind closed doors manipulating the study and when we could not manipulate it enough they dragged a garbage can in the middle of the room and they said bring your hard drives bring all of your data and throw it in this garbage can wow and uh we have been calling from the moment vax was released we've been calling for our congress because the cdc is a government agency right we want all of these people held accountable our government's refusing to do it well this is so far reaching big big surprise i mean it's so far reaching vaccines are one of um, the most profitable businesses in the world yep Um, anyone that knows about business knows that they understand it wall street's involved Mm -hmm. um our, our whole medical community is involved But why do you think that vaccines have become one of the most hateful, anger-driven topics that you could possibly uh, discuss among Americans? Part of my my knee-jerk reaction to say it's by design. Um, I think that there was a goal. There's a goal by the pharmaceutical industry, which is now, I think you have to look at, in in any story, they always say in journalism, follow the money. Okay? Mm -hmm. If you follow the money in the United States government... Not on One Life Radio, though. Okay, good. I'm glad to (laughs) hear that. It's funded by me. So the... (laughs) I want you to think about this. The most powerful, richest lobby in Washington is not oil and gas. It is not guns and ammo or the war industrial complex. It's the pharmaceutical industry. Mm -hmm. In fact, twice as big as any other lobby there. They are spending $2 to every dollar Exxon and BP are spending on, on lobbying um, your politicians. So think about that. Ask yourself, why would a company that makes drugs need to lobby politicians? And it leads you to where the world is going. The future of the pharmaceutical industry is not in drugs. It's in vaccines. Mm-hmm. And there's, reason, there's a reason for that. When we think about the pharmaceutical industry, most people say, I don't like them. I don't trust them. It's clear they're, they're out for their own good. Mm-hmm. Uh, we watched the opioid epidemic. It bothers us that we found out the Sackler family knowingly you know, played both sides of this. They created Suboxone to make money off of people that were addicted. They told doctors to push it on kids, and so everyone got addicted. And now 65,000 people a year are dying from opioid dependency My and brother addiction. was one of them. Right. So... Right there, that story tells you what's really going on here. So when people say to me, my doctor knows best, I'm not going to listen to you, I trust them, they've looked into this vaccine issue. And I said, well, if that was true, then they need to be blamed for the opioid epidemic. Mm -hmm. They need to be blamed because they were the ones prescribing it. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't blame the doctors. The doctors didn't know better. And this is what you need to know about doctors. They don't actually know what they're talking about. When they have a question, they're just like you. They go to the Internet. They go to one place on the Internet. They go to the CDC's website. Mm -hmm. And they look up, what does the CDC say? And that's my Bible. And so the CDC says that opioids are safe and effective, so they kept prescribing them. It's the same thing they've done with vaccines. They have no idea how a vaccine works. I assure you that most of the parents that are here at this Capitol today, and you yourself, could talk more about the, the... 
metabolic system, how the immune system works better than almost any pediatrician alive because they aren't taught about that. All they're taught is how to stick it into your arm and squeeze the trigger and mm -hmm. let it go. And then they're taught if there's a question about vaccines, simply tell them they're safe and effective, say it over and over again. If they continue to challenge them, tell them you'll threaten to kick them out of the practice. And if they do continue, then kick them out of your practice. That's literally the entire education system. And I know it sounds like I'm being outrageous. I'm not. No. I mean, I'm any there are so many pediatricians that are come to our side now and said, I had no idea how these things work. So anyway, let me get back to the no, point. We have one, we've had the future uh, of the pharmaceutical industry is vaccines for multiple reasons. When we think about this industry that loses lawsuits all the time, in fact, two, two, three weeks ago, Johnson & Johnson just paid out over $3 billion. Why? Because talcum powder that we have been sprinkling on our babies' privates for the last 50 years has always had asbestos in it, and they knew it. And the EPA let it slide by, and Johnson & Johnson lied about it, and finally we have proof they knew about it. They'd investigate it. Their own studies found it. They knew there was asbestos in baby powder. Okay, this happens all the time. So we have got to be able to sue the industry, right? Mm -hmm. Well, we think about that's pharma. That's you know that's Johnson. Johnson makes vaccines. Bear. It's a crime. You know, it's a they crime. Need to be held accountable. These people have no problem. You know, when they say, "Well, you're saying vaccines are trying to injure children," I'm saying vaccines are making them a fortune, and that's all they care about. Mm -hmm. Whether it's injuring, they're hiding it if they know it. Uh, Here's the problem. Okay. I mean, I know I'm, but it's really important. No, no, I'm. I'm I can sue Johnson and Johnson for talcum powder, and that's why we know what we know. We could sue on opioids, and that's why we know what we know. We can sue on Vioxx that killed sixty-five thousand people. That's why we know that they knew that that drug caused heart attacks. There's only one product that this industry makes that we can't sue them and get to the information. You know what it is? Vaccines. vaccines. It's the only product they are fully protected by our government for ever being sued. They will never pay out a red cent for anyone that dies from vaccines, anyone injured by vaccines. Add to that. Not only do they not get sued, it's the only product they make that has never been through a double-blind, inert, placebo safety study. They have never had to run vaccines to the same test every drug goes through, which is for five to ten years, give one group the trial vaccine or the trial drug and the other group a sugar pill or a saline mm -hmm. injection. And let's see, nobody knows which is which, and let's see what their health outcomes are. That's how drugs get approved. This is the only product that's never been through that, never been through a safety study. Health and Human Services, I've, I've sued. I've won. My nonprofit won a lawsuit this year against Health and Human Services. We wow. won a lawsuit against the National Institute of Health, and we just settled a case with the FDA. We said to the FDA, you're recommending, and the CDC is recommending that pregnant women get Tdap vaccines and flu vaccines. Mm -hmm. Will you please provide us with the studies where pregnant women were given flu shots and Tdap vaccines and, and the safety study that was done? We want to see all the trials that involve pregnant women. You know what? They, in, they wouldn't give us the answer, right. so we sued them. You know what the answer is? Not once. Not once was a pregnant woman ever a part of a trial that gave them flu shots or Tdap vaccines, yet you see posters in every hospital, mm -hmm. in every Walgreens, everywhere you go saying you need to get your flu shot if you're pregnant. They have never tested it, folks. Not once. That wow. is an absolute assumption that your fetus is not going to be affected. And by the way, flu shot's the only vaccine that still has mercury in it. Wow. Half of the flu shots, and you could be giving mercury to the developing brain inside in of your infant. stomach. And no one at the C not only are they not telling you at the CDC or FDA, they're recommending it. Okay? So no safety studies, no liability, and then you take away. So you're taking away the market forces that would force an industry to make a better product. Mm -hmm. If an airbag fails... 
and you can sue for it killing grandma, right. then watch, you watch, 10 million cars are suddenly recalled. It happens all the time. This, this but act, not for vaccines. Right. It was, wasn't it Ronald Reagan that passed the act in 1986? Yes. After a um, famous lawsuit of a DPD vaccine where there was a $5 million um, uh, $5 million awarded to the family for damages. And I think it was only like three or four months later that the act That was, was just passed. one case that got publicity. Literally what happened was the industry, the pharmaceutical industry said, we are losing so much money in lawsuits on vaccines, we cannot make a profit. I want you to think about that. The pharmaceutical industry was making a product that could not make a profit. And so they blackmailed Ronald Reagan and said, if the United States government thinks vaccines are great, then you need to protect us from liability because we can't make any money on it. So think about this. Our government gave liability on a product that was being sued so much for killing, maiming, and injuring children. That is the basis mm -hmm. of vaccines. Now, our health department has to take that on. So here's how the law worked. What it said is, you won't sue the manufacturer. You're going to sue the U.S. government if you're injured. And by the way, Ronald Reagan hated the idea. I mean, he almost vetoed it. And the Congress was really hung up on it, too. They said, this is dangerous. We've never done this for a single product. We've never taken liability away. And this product's injected into children. So the Congress said that the Health and Human Services, that's, that's the mothership of our health department. So people know, HHS oversees CDC, FDA, NIH, and uh, HRSA, which is this legal body of our, of our health department. What the Congress said is this is dangerous. We obviously have a product we're now taking liability on as a, as a government. So Health and Human Services was immediately tasked in the law to meet with Congress every two years and explain how Health and Human Services was fixing the problem of vaccine injury. And specifically, they demanded that Health and Human Services and the CDC do studies to look into why was the DPT vaccine causing so many injuries, diphtheria, tetanus, and pertussis, okay? And then um, they said also there'll be a task force headed by the National Institute of Health that will be the head of the NIH, head of FDA, and head of the CDC will work together to create ways to make vaccines safer, okay? So these are the two lawsuits we won. Mm -hmm. We asked Health and Human Services. In the law, it says you're supposed to meet with Congress every two years. Will you please provide us with all the data you provided to Congress every two years since 1986 when we took liability away? They fought us and fought us. They wouldn't give us. We sued them. In the end, in that lawsuit, they had to sign. We made them sign their response, which was, we never met with Congress once. Wow. Not since the act. The act said they had to every two years. They never did they it. They never did. We did the same thing with the National Institute of Health. We want to see what the task force that's mandated by this law that took liability, what recommendations have you made to Congress and to Health and Human Services? What studies did you do to make vaccines safer? They fought us. Guess what we found out? Our what? task force never was put together. That's crazy. It's crazy. So they broke the law. They broke the law. Nobody is and looking no out for your safety. So right. now your children, you must know this, are part of the greatest human experiment of all times. Not a single vaccine you're given to your child has ever been through a safety study. It is an absolute lie when they say vaccines are safe and effective. They can maybe argue that they're effective, but they cannot say that they're safe. And let me just give you the numbers. I know I'm rattling on. You probably have other questions, but this is the most important. No. Okay. No. We are told that vaccine injuries are one in a million. You've heard that. Everyone's yes, heard of that, course. right? Doctors, 
famous doctors, politicians, Sanjay Gupta will tell you vaccine injury is one in a million. Well, let me just give you the facts because I'm a journalist. I don't, I don't go on what people say. Anyone can say anything. Saying there's thousands of studies that prove safety does not mean there's thousands of studies that prove safety. I've investigated these things. So here's what I can tell you. Here's what we know about the rate of injury from vaccines. In 2018, last year, there's only one system that captures the injuries in America. It's called the Vaccine Adverse Events Reporting System. It's run by Health and Human Services. So when a doctor gives your child a vaccine and they start having seizures five hours later and you say, my kid's having seizures, they're supposed to immediately report that to VAERS. If your child dies three days after a vaccine, which happens all the time, mm -hmm. you're supposed to report it to the Vaccine Adverse Events Reporting System. So VAERS in 2018 is the only, you know, capture system we have had 50 over 58,000 reported vaccine injuries Wow! in one year just wow. 2018 only in America 58,000 injuries that's a lot more than one in a million I mean there's only 320 to 50 million people here you're saying that there's 58,000 million people living here something's wrong with mm -hmm. your math okay? the math is wrong of the 58,000 over 400 of those are deaths from vaccines Wow so we killed potentially more than 400 people in 2018 that, that were reported in 2018 from vaccines. When people say to you, well, there's an accepted casualty. Does anyone know you're murdering 400 innocent people? That child might have gone on to be a future president of the United States or maybe to be a great scientist that was going to figure out a better way in a product that doesn't kill mm -hmm. 400 people in order to create immunity. Okay, it's And then 10,000 emergency room visits. But it gets worse. It gets much worse because internal reviews of the VAERS system by independent contractors, by the Congress of the United States, and most recently by Harvard Medical School. Harvard Medical School was asked to come in and look at VAERS, analyze it, see if you could make it work better and see how effective it is. And also the idea was to try and um, 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 automate it, to get it so that it would just automatically these reports would go up on the system. Harvard reported from their internal study, and every other study has looked at it, it appears VAERS is capturing less than 1% of the total amount of wow. vaccine injuries in America. Okay, so think about that. Let's do the math really quickly. That means that there weren't 58,000 vaccine injuries in 2018. There was 5.8 million vaccine injuries in 2018. That doesn't mean that 400 people died from vaccines. Potentially 40,000 people were killed by vaccines. So when they try to make you afraid of a rash for four days called measles, and they are taking away people's rights in Rockland County, cannot mm -hmm. even go to school or a mm -hmm. restaurant because they're unvaccinated. They're not even, they don't even have measles. Just simply they are not protected against measles. By the way, all of those Hasidic Jews in that area want to get the measles because they'll have lifelong immunity. Yeah, yeah. And when you tell me that anti-vaxxers are putting people at risk. No, your pharmaceutical industry is knowingly killing countless people. Mm -hmm. And no matter whether those numbers you know, are worse or less, we know it's worse. We know that it's worse than 400. We just don't know how much worse. And that's what I'm involved in is collecting the data. And this is all I've got to say. I could listen to you forever. We are told that vaccines are safe and effective and the science is settled. The science is settled, okay? That is the only scientific, this is the only scientific body in the world, in any astrology, physics, you name it, medicine, that is claiming there are no questions left to it, no questions to be asked. It is immaculate science. And so I pose to you that if they are that arrogant and they believe that strongly 
in their science behind this, why do I have so many questions? Mm -hmm. And by the way, my bar should be very low to unearth your statement. Because if you're saying it's immaculate, I shouldn't have to do much other than show you a couple serious problems. And I think you've heard many of them. There's the potential that more than 5 million people are being injured by vaccines. So here's all I want. I don't want the eradication of vaccines. I want to demand that every scientist in this country that is supporting vaccines have a debate with us in our science. I want you to explain to the world why you're not doing safety studies. I want you to explain how you can accept 5.9 potential in, uh, million potential injuries. I want you to explain how many kids we are allowed to kill in the United States of America for a product made by the pharmaceutical industry. I want you to explain why you think it's okay to be censoring the internet from every mother that watched and witnessed with her own eyes in a country that is fighting for me too and I'm with her to be muzzling mothers who witnessed the injury of their own children on social media that are sharing the injury videos of their children and now Facebook is not going to let those videos be seen? Yeah. And we wonder how people in Germany didn't know that Auschwitz was right down the road. Mm -hmm. This is how. Yeah. When you lose free speech, when you start censoring real people with eyewitness stories to push an agenda for the pharmaceutical industry, that's the death of a nation. And that Absolutely. is the death of freedom. Absolutely. You can and tell I'm a little bit passionate about I'm this. Very, I'm, well, I'm very passionate, too, which is how, <laughs> why I started One Life Radio, because yeah. I, like you, am seeking truth. Yeah. And I had a lot of success prior, and so I took that, 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 uh, that luck, if you will, lucky enough to be born, at, you know, timing is everything, yeah. lucky enough to stay healthy enough to build a, a couple of companies, um, and now uh, I'm, I'm seeking truth. I'm seeking truth like you are, and I'm, I get furious sometimes, and I get passionate. I am passionate, but I get very furious. Yes. But here's the problem, you know. I think the reason that more people are not coming on board and listening is because we've turned it into a political issue. We've got to create unity to bring both sides together so that they can listen to you. They can listen to you and understand the logic and the facts that you present mm -hmm. here today. Your, your brain is brilliant. I'm absolutely, truly fascinated. And mm -hmm. I apologize again for not watching the film. Oh, no, It'll be one of the first films that I watch when I, honestly, when I get back to it's Dallas. One, but, it's only one stat now I have amongst, you know, yeah. I could talk for days on this subject. Yeah. But Vaxxed is great for all other reasons. You should see it. It's a, it's a, it's a, not because I made it. It does something that nothing I've ever seen does. It really, truly changes hearts and minds. There's something in that movie that really grabs yeah. people. And that's what they're afraid of. That's why they're censoring it. That's why Amazon just pulled it off of the internet. Right. So you can't get to it. It's so crazy. It's yeah. So I can't get to it now? You can. You, it, best place to go would be to go to VaxTheMovie.com. That's a distributor. You can buy it there. Oh, okay. And I think on Vimeo you can still stream it. Well, so, you know, what is your primary uh, end, end goal in this fight? What do you want to see happen? Well, I want to see America hold on to the First Amendment. I want to see us uphold free speech, uh, religious choice, uh, medical choices. That's what this country represents, number one, first and foremost. Mm -hmm. I support you if you want to vaccinate your children. I have no problem with that. I'm not here trying to get them to get rid of vaccines. I will be personally working to make the science better. I want those products you're injecting your kids to have to go through safety studies. Yeah. Um, and so I work as an advocate for people that believe in vaccines. But this is really about 
does the pharmaceutical industry and ultimately the government of the United States own your child's body? Because that's what it is. Mm -hmm. People that are advocating for a mandated vaccine program are saying, I believe my child should be the property of the United States of America and not of their family. Yeah. And that is a tragic and dangerous move in any nation in the world. We've seen this before. Take the word vaccines out of this discussion for a second. What you are advocating for, for all those out there that are advocating for mandated vaccines, is what you're saying is, I want the government of the United States to be able to inject my children with whatever they want, whenever they want, however they want, and I don't want to be able to have a say in the matter. And guess what? Healthy People 2020 is developed by Health and Human Services. In 2020, they want to be able to force mandate vaccines on adults. Right. So you're next. Yeah. So now think about it. might be hard to think about in terms of your child, which is weird to me. But I'll say to people, you realize they're coming after you next. No. And they'll say, oh, over my dead body. No, no. Yeah, no, I have this. No, you are about to lose the right, right. to control what is injected into you mm -hmm. by your government. Well, that's, Who would do that looking at history? Right. I mean, we cannot be so arrogant. And our, our founding fathers, I'm not, I'm not anti-American, I'm pro-American. Our founding fathers said never get so complacent that you think your government is always going to side with you, that they're going to be there for you. You need to be able to rise up. You need to always keep your government in control. Never give them so much control that there's nothing you can do about it. They warned us of moments like this. Right. And who's pushing it? Right. Not government officials, not really health officials, the pharmaceutical institution wants to own your body which was finishing up the point i was going to make this is the only product they make that has no safety they don't have to do safety studies they don't have to pay for that they don't have to do advertising because it's forced upon you by the government mm -hmm. and they cannot you know they cannot be sued any mistake they make it's a perfect product and it's why the future of their industry is all vaccines there are thousands of trials going on there are already hundreds of new vaccines being approved they're going to start turning drugs into vaccines if they can add a biological element and call it a vaccine it fits into all the categories i just said no safety studies no liability pushed on you by the government that's why they're in washington they want you to be stupid enough to say, I don't want to have a choice mm -hmm. in what's injected being by the government. Guess who's electing your government? The pharmaceutical industry. Absolutely. What do you think of Bill Gates? I think he's misled. I think that, you know, I had the opportunity to go to the Gates Foundation and do a tour through the Gates Foundation. And there's people on my side that think he's the Antichrist or whatever. I don't, I mostly think people mean well. I think that a lot of these people have good intentions. I think Bill Gates, I believe, I could be wrong. But my sense of walking around is this is a guy who cares. I think he thinks vaccines I think he are, genuinely cares. You know, he yes. genuinely cares. He just hasn't looked at the science. Mm -hmm. I know that's shocking. Mm -hmm. But we all, and not, not well, just... we all want to trust. We want to trust. We want to trust. We want to believe in the, the truth. people that went to school for eight years. We want to say they know more than I do. And even Bill Gates, who's really smart, is still going to defer his understanding and mm -hmm. his brain to this product and saying, how could all these health officials be wrong? How could the CDC be wrong? How mm -hmm. could the FDA be wrong? How could the World Health Organization? I'm going to support those groups in everything they want to do, except that those groups really only need a few scientists, mm -hmm. a few bad actors, as Thompson points out in Vaxxed. Right. You know, we committed scientific fraud. It wasn't all the CDC. It was five scientists. That study by the way, that's in the heart of Vaxxed, was the last study ever funded by our government in America looking at do vaccines cause autism. It was the last one, and it's a complete and total fraud. Since 2004, when that study came out, when they say, well, we just don't want to investigate this, it costs too much money, they haven't. 
There has not been a red cent spent looking at do vaccines cause autism, even though they've come up with no other explanation for it. That and, and I, I put it like this. It's sort of like a, a legal case or a murder you know, case where you have a lineup. The only person that has been taken out of the lineup in this murder case or in this autism case is the one that hundreds of thousands of eyewitnesses pointed to in the lineup. You took that one thing they pointed to. Nobody's saying my child had, uh, you know, some beef and the next day they started having seizures and mm -hmm. regressed into autism, lost the ability to walk and talk. They all said vaccines with my own eyes the night they got it had seizures, fevers. The next day, they started stumbling when they were walking fine. Then all of a sudden, their speech started slurring, and they lost the ability to walk. And now they're 18 years old, and they're in diapers, and they never spoke again. Do you know how many witnesses have given that testimony? And our health agencies took everybody's eyewitness account, the one thing they pointed to, which was vaccines, and they took it out of the discussion and said, we will never look at that again. Think about that. Wow. We will look at everything but vaccines. And here's the fact. When they tell you, and you go to the CDC website, and it says vaccines, plural, do not cause autism, I want you to know the truth. There are 16 vaccines we're giving in 72 doses to your children. Of the 16 vaccines, only one has ever been through studies looking at does this vaccine cause autism, and that's the MMR vaccine. Not DTaP and Tdap, even though millions of parents claim that was the one that did it. Not hepatitis B, none of them. So they can't even legally say vaccines, plural, do not cause autism. They could say the MMR vaccine doesn't cause autism. And if you watch Vax, you'll recognize that the study that they point to is a fraud. But okay, at least be honest, the only studies you ever did was the MMR. They cannot do an MMR study and then say all vaccines do not cause autism. That is a straight-up lie, and every time you hear it, I want you to know whoever's telling you that, they have no science to back that statement up. Wow. It's been wonderful sitting here speaking with you. We're going to be going out on the south uh, stairs. Is that what they call it? The yeah. south stairs here in a few minutes? And I'm fascinated, uh, with, I'm fascinated with your mind mostly mm -hmm. and how you have captured all this in your head and made sense of it and are able to deliver the information so well. Well, thank you. I mean, I, I feel blessed, what? you know, to, yeah. to be here. Well, so what started this passion in you? Um, what happened? Well, it was really, it was two things. I was, I was producing the doctor's television show. I was one of the top producers, seven producers on that show. Uh, I'd won an Emmy Award, so things were going great. Yeah. And then someone tipped me off that there was a whistleblower inside the CDC that was going to claim that vaccines cause autism. That was a huge story. Mm -hmm. And I pitched it on the doctors to, to my executive producers, and they said, no way. We're not doing that story. We're not going to go after yeah. the CDC. They're friends of ours. We're not going to implicate pharma. And I was, you know, I wasn't surprised by it. That was a medical talk show. It's, we do, you know, interstitials. We, we do things with pharma. So it wasn't shocking. What was shocking was two weeks later, I had to jump on the story. And that's all I said to them. I just want you to know you heard it from me first. Two weeks later, when this scientist did come out online and was saying things like, every time I see a child with autism, I feel guilty. I feel like I'm a part of the problem. It's the biggest mistake I've ever made in my life was covering this up. When he made that statement, not a single news agency covered it. Mm -hmm. 
Not a single New York Times post. Nobody sent Woodward and Bernstein down to say, if this is what this scientist is saying, either prove him wrong or dig deeper. That's a massive, this is the biggest medical story in the history of the world, if this guy is true, if this is true. And find out, and and by the way, he still works there. I want to make this point. He didn't go crazy. He didn't just suddenly disappear. He still works there. This is one of our top scientists who is still protected by whistleblower status. So when no one covered that, I recognized that this was a bigger issue and story. Mm-hmm. As a journalist, I knew that there's two ways you, there's two ways to cover that story and sell papers. If it's all about money, you could say CDC needs to do a better job at HR. They've got crazy lunatics saying things like that are on top of our most important studies, saying that they're committing fraud. You know, and do a story about the lunatic at the CDC. They didn't do that story, and they didn't do the one that he was telling them, which was I have ten thousand documents which he provided proving we covered this up. He handed all of the data to anyone that wanted it, and no one at CNN wanted that data. No one at MSNBC wanted that data. No one at Fox wanted that data. That piqued my curiosity. But then what pushed me over the top was Senator Richard Pan came onto our show. This is the senator in California. And in fact, it was supposed to be on my show. The truth is, and I think God works in mysterious ways, I was already churning and upset with the mm-hmm. fact that we, I was not being allowed to cover what looked like the biggest medical story mm-hmm. in history. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I get called over to the stage, and they were saying, I had a show where one of my guests had fallen through, and we were about to air it, because it's a tape show. We're taping a segment that's going to go into your show. And I walked over to the stage, and Senator Richard Pan went onto the stage. I'm looking at all the monitors as we do as producers, and he starts selling this law that's going to force vaccinate every child that wants to go to uh, private or public school in California without the parents' consent. Right. And I saw this man speaking, and I thought, my God, that's Nazi Germany. That right there, there's no two ways. I mean, yeah. maybe maybe yeah. I'm overstating it. Maybe I, don't, maybe I don't see this, but for me, it struck me like that. You yeah. are telling me that we're going to allow our government to inject our children with things we have no control over? Mm-hmm. I mean, think about it. Yeah. There's people that think Donald Trump is the most dangerous human being in the world. On the other side of it, there's people that thought that Hillary Clinton is the most dangerous mm-hmm. person in the world. But what you have to ask yourself is, do you want to give those people the right to inject your children? That's what you are doing. Yeah. Think the president, and, and imagine an actor worse than either of those two. I mean, we're capable of it. You look around this country, it's possible we could make a real error in who we elect. The president, the president puts into place the head of the CDC, the head of the FDA, the head of the EPA, the head of the National Institute of Health. If they have bad intentions for maybe a group, a minority or something in this nation, you will have no control over it because you have no control over what's being injected into you. That's how that moment struck me. And that's where the passion began. And only through a set of miracles and unbelievable Call them coincidences. I think there's something bigger going on. I ended up falling into a documentary that was already being made about William Thompson when I Mm -hmm. couldn't tell that story. And, of course, I've been speaking out against Senator Pan, and my whole career changed. I left television so that I could investigate what I believe is the most important issue of our lifetime in the world, but most specifically in a nation that is trying to say that we are free, that we have liberty. We don't have that if we lose control of our bodies to I, I couldn't agree a more. pharmaceutical industry, and that's what's happening. Well, and I think the pharmaceutical industry is behind um, the marijuana issue. I think marijuana should be legal in this country. It helps a lot of people. It's a plant that is on the earth like any other plant, mm-hmm. and, it, and it has tremendous benefits, and yet the government has control over that mm-hmm. as well. 
Yeah. And there are people in prisons. Well, and, and, who, and why the government? The gov- pharma is telling government officials, do not let that be legalized. Why? Because they can't patent it. Right. Because they can't own it. Because they can't charge you $150 a pill for it. Because it's putting Oxycontin out of business. Right. Because people that have chronic pain are suddenly doing fine. And right. they can get it down the street in Colorado, in California. And Texas should be next. Yeah. Well, what I've seen here um, in, in the last 24 hours... Um, as a journalist as well, uh, not with the not with the experience that you have, but I'm I you know um, I'm new at this game. Only Good. Eight, well, you're only, doing a great job. Only eight years in, um, but I'm very passionate about the truth because where there's smoke, there's fire. Mm-hmm. And as my father would say, um, "Show me a liar, and I'll show you a thief." Mm-hmm. And um, and I grew up in New York, and my dad, you know, I think of him often because he was fearless. And he hated a liar. Mm -hmm. And that's what's going on in this country. So much fraud. Yep. Uh, so much lying going on. You've, like you said in the opening when we first started about you follow the money trail. Mm-hmm. You know, you follow the money trail and, and you'll, you'll find the truth, which is what we're all seeking. But the thing that I was going to say that I find problematic that I see here today, and I've addressed it a couple of times, is I feel like we need to take the politics out of this issue. It doesn't matter if you're a Republican, a Libertarian, or a Democrat. We are one. We need to create unity. We need to somehow bring this country back together. I think this is the issue that can do that. Um, But it's not the people that are here marching today that are making it a political issue. It's our politicians are doing. This should never have been a political discussion. A product made by the pharmaceutical industry should never be something that the government has anything to do with. Right. So it's already, from the moment it starts forcing it upon people, it's put itself into a position that is unnatural. It's unnatural to have uh, an industry being foisted upon people by our government. That, mm-hmm. that ends up really uh, being the definition of fascism, if you look at the history Absolutely. of it. That's fascism, okay? Um, so they've already made it political. Uh, Senator Richard Pan made this political. What I say is really they unearthed the monster, and it's their own fault. Uh, you know, for all it said and done, over 90% of people at one point were, not va- were mostly vaccinating their children, right? There was only the small group, usually about 2% of totally unvaccinated kids or less, mm-hmm. depending on where you lived. And Senator Pan decided to attack that minority group and take away their rights. We didn't need this. If, if his herd immunity, which is a myth, and I could explain that another time because we probably don't, but if herd immunity exists, it exists because you have 95% vaccine uptake. He had that. He had that in California. And instead, he wanted to go after that remaining 2% and make laws and oppress a minority, which is supposed to be illegal in this country. We have rights to the minority that just because you're outnumbered doesn't mean you're not allowed a voice. So, And now, if you look at it, it's very, it's, it's very specific. Hasidic Jews cannot go out mm-hmm. into public spaces yeah. in Rockland County because they don't believe in vaccinating. So we are watching what Nazi Germany, how this all began happening right before our very eyes. These people have always been here. Nothing happened this year that suddenly measles is more dangerous or there's more measles. <laughs> it's the same amount of people, right. a couple hundred people yeah. every year get it, whether it's eradicated or not. But he made this a political issue. But here's the problem. They made people like me start explaining why we are mm-hmm. not vaccinating our kids. Yeah. And that they cannot handle. And that's why this is exploding all over this country. Well, it's funny because on my radio show, I love to play the soundbite from the Brady Bunch episode from December 26, 1969. And um, Carol's in the living room and Peter comes home. And Peter says, um, Mom, they sent me home from school. They say I have the measles. And she said, uh, he said, I have a fever of 104. And, and she said, 
oh, you do look a little red. Um, so she calls Mike, tells Mike that Peter's got the got yeah. the measles. Yeah. And then they segue into the kids are all upstairs in the beautiful little Brady bedrooms that I always wanted as a kid. <laughs> yeah. And and there they are. And and Jan says, if you're going to get sick, you sure can't beat the measles. Right, they're all playing like Monopoly and or they're, something. Yeah, Monopoly. They're the all table. on the bed right. and they're going, yeah. shots. Ugh, yeah. yeah. Ugh. <laughs> and then so they go downstairs and then uh, Carol is checking off uh, measles. Well, Greg's got the measles. Got the measles. Jan, you know, all of us on this on this chart, if yeah, you will, in chalkboard, the, yeah. chalkboard in the kitchen. Uh, and she said, "Well, I guess that's it. Where the Bradys are done with the measles, it, and they were it, yeah. and they were all so happy. Yeah. And it was not a big deal. Oh. And then uh, and Alice comes around the corner, and she's like, not so quick. And ha, ah, you know, the the laugh track plays. But that was 1969. Right. Okay. Right. And you have to ask yourself, what's happened in the last 50 years? I say it's unprecedented fraud." and greed uh, it's a it's a bacteria that is destroying this country it's propaganda i mean you had you know anyone listening i hope there's people listening that really are terrified of the measles because what you just said is true if you don't think you've been brainwashed, then go and watch that clip. Right. Because here's the point to Or make. the Mighty Ducks, right. 1992. Right. The other team had the measles. Nobody was going, oh my God, they've got no. the measles. Over we need to hide. You know? But, but here's what they're saying. When you listen to Dr. Paul Offit or Dr. Stanley Plotkin or Peter Hotez, these are sort of the, the big mouthpieces for the pharmaceutical industry. What they will say is anti-vaxxers are rewriting the history. Because they haven't had these diseases around them, they're making them seem more trivial than they were. They were measles was actually really deadly. And I point all the time to the Brady Bunch episode and say, really? Really? So if measles was deadly, why was there a laugh track on the number one hit exactly. show in America? Right. Don't you think someone would have written in and said, my kid died of the measles. How dare you make right. fun of it on a sitcom? That didn't happen. Right. That didn't happen because people do not die from the measles. From the measles. No, okay? they don't. The stats are, I mean, the truth is, at the worst, in 1960, before there's ever a vaccine, I mean, I'm a data guy, right? I mean, this is what I do. The numbers are this. There would be about 400 people that would die of measles every year, usually very, very sick with other issues right. that would you know, get the measles because millions of people got the measles. In fact, the numbers come out that one in 10,000 people that got the measles would die of the measles. That's a zero. And by the way, if you look at population numbers, one in 500,000 people in America would die every year from the measles that's nothing that's zero there you get hit by more cars there's more other ways to die uh, hospitals right now the death of hot so death by accident in hospitals you know how many people die from that every year 250,000 it's or the more. third leading cause of third leading of death. cause of death mm -hmm. so when we really try to put in perspective you going to a hospital is putting you at a at a, a hundred times the risk or more uh, than measles is and it's all billable and it's all billable. So, <laughs> you know, we cannot allow the lies from the pharmaceutical industry that's being put forward by doc doctors repeat these things. It was a joke. Measles is a joke. It's uncomfortable. You know, we I had chicken pox. I don't know if I had the measles. I don't remember. Me either. But, um, but I you think know, I had the chicken pox. Sort I, of like the Brady Bunch. They're like, yeah. you sure you can't beat it because they were all running right. around playing. Right now. You know, we're terrified of tens, ten, literally tens of people up in Washington mm -hmm. have the measles, like uh, just over 100 in mm -hmm. New York. Mm -hmm. And all those kids are jumping on trampolines in their backyards right now. <laughs> I mean, we're acting like the Black Plague I, is I hit. And, and even more disturbing is those 
people, and we never report on this. We'll talk about the Disneyland outbreak, but every one of these people getting measles this year, you know what they're going to be? They're going to be the strongest pillar for herd immunity in your community. Yep. Why? Yep. Because they can never get the measles again. They will stand as a wall. The great, it's better than Trump's wall. The wall against measles. You should be thanking these parents and families mm -hmm. that decide to let their kids have the measles because you will have to get a vaccine every 10 years the rest of your life. And hopefully it's working for you. For a good 5 to 10%, it doesn't work at all. Mm -hmm. And for others, it wears off within two or three years. If you're lucky, it lasts 10 years. So there will never never be herd immunity unless you have parts of your community that had the measles. This is why, this is something I'm starting to get into. I think the only thing that the measles vaccine eradicated is herd immunity. Because wow. what is happening mm -hmm. is that our baby boomers is the last generation, by the way, the largest generation we have, right? They are the biggest population. They all had the measles. So all of the effects of they're saying we're, we're losing herd immunity, you're not losing herd immunity because of vaccination. You're losing it because the baby boomers are starting to die right. and the truly immune the ones with perfect immune systems and lifelong immunity measles are leaving our country and leaving right. this planet and we are left with you know i say we're losing the ferrari of immunity right. and we're replacing it with the pinto of immunity yeah. something you have to do every five to ten years and it's failing yeah and you can't help i i, I had this thought i thought my parents have both passed but I, I i had this thought with my dad it's like how can my dad live to be 98 you know full head of hair all mm -hmm. his teeth you know, beautiful skin. He never had any immunizations, I don't think, at all. Because he, right. he was born in, like, I think, 1925 or 1930. Yeah. You know, he never had any immunizations. Yeah. And so what do we, you know, you, you can't. You can't talk about this without looking back, as you said in, when I heard you speaking earlier, about the history of our health in this country, or worldwide. Let's just make it worldwide. Without looking at, at examples like my dad, okay? He never had one immunization, and he had pretty much perfect health his whole life. Mm -hmm. uh, he was Italian, Mediterranean diet, you know, believed in exercise, um, uh, relaxation, good wine. Yeah. Nice family time, you know. Yeah, he loved his family, and and I I often um, I often wonder what he would say now. I think he'd be appalled. I think that so many generations before us. I'm I'm a little annoyed with the grandmothers and grandfathers that are not speaking out right now about this and saying, you know, kids, we all had the measles. Think about it. Right. I haven't met a single family that had a story. You know that Aunt, great Aunt Bess died of the measles. Yeah, never heard that story. Well, I there's think not a, there's not a Thanksgiving table that's ever talked about someone in the family that died in the past well, people, of the measles. Who was listen, it? Listen, people are fearful. When I first started this radio show, I can remember having a panic attack um, after bringing up after saying the word Monsanto the first time seven years ago, mm -hmm. um, and I remember thinking, "Oh my gosh," because you hear the stories of how powerful they are yeah. and what happens to people, and it's a very it's very scary. Um, as a mother, I still have I, my youngest is fourteen. You know, I want to live a full life. I want to be there for my for my children, my grandchildren. I don't want to die. I don't want to be murdered. Mm -hmm. But you hear stories like that, you yeah. know, and you wonder if they're true. Um, but I think so many people are just they're they're fearful. They're uneducated about it. Mm -hmm. Who has time to do the research that you've done or I've done? I've read twenty plus books on this, going back twenty three years. A lot of people don't have that time because they're underpaid. So let me make it easy for them, really quick. 
All they have to do is go to my nonprofit's website. There you go. Icandecide.org. Icandecide.org. And we have all sorts of papers in all different tabs. But go to, we have a government tab. Uh, and I've been in a debate with my nonprofit with Health and Human Services. We sent them a 35-page document laying out all the problems, a lot of what I've talked about here. They responded with their defense of the vaccines. And now at the top of that page, if you go to the government, it's, it's ICANN versus uh, Health and Human Services response. It's an 88-page document. It's only 88 pages. You can read it in about an hour and a half. And it lays out all of the points that I've investigated as a journalist. And you can ask yourself, once you've read that, that's all it's going to take. Give it that time. You don't have to be able to recite them. I don't care if you go out and talk about it. But for your own personal understanding, for your daughter that's pregnant and is about to give birth, if you're pregnant and you're about to give birth, at least put that time in. Go read that document. And if after that, that doesn't start, or easier, watch Vaxxed. Mm -hmm. Vaxxed will begin a journey for you that you cannot stop. You, you really feel emotion. You get to see what's going on with people. And, and Vaxxed has that. It has real true stories. It has lots of scientists, including, by the way, when I, I have to read all the time now that my movie has just been censored off of Amazon or anywhere else. And they'll say, uh, they're looking, actually, they're, they're looking to remove Vax from every library in America. So that's, wow. that's real. To me, that's book burning. It is book burning. And they'll burning. say Vaxxed and the misinformation. And you I have think a right to, myself, to decide. What in misinformation are they talking about? In Vaxxed is the Nobel laureate <clears throat> prize winner who discovered the HIV, how to detect the HIV oh, virus, Dr. Uh, Luke Montagne. Uh, yes, we. Uh, we Dr. Yes. Luke Montagne believes vaccines cause autism. <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay, better yet than that is just uh, about five months ago, Dr. Andrew Zimmerman came forward. This is a doctor who was used by the government of the United States to defend the vaccine program to say that vaccines do not cause autism. He was the world's leading neurologist and the world's leader on autism. And so he was hired by the government. But guess what? When they were trying to kick all of these cases out of the vaccine court, the first case he said, yep, there's no mechanism by which vaccines cause autism. But then he ran into a case of Hannah Poling. Because John Poling, guess what, worked at the same neuro neurology institute that, that Zimmerman did. And they suddenly witnessed how it had happened. And they watched her and they investigated her. And what they discovered was, he said he ended up going to the Department of Justice. This is, he's supposed to be defending vaccines in court. And he says to their lawyers, I'm changing my statement. I have discovered now the mechanism by which a vaccine causes autism. And he said, if the child has a pre-existing mitochondrial disorder, the vaccine then can create encephalopathy event and lead to autism. Guess what the Department of Justice did? They fired him that night. He was not brought in as a witness in the case the next day. But the, here's the problem. In every, there was four more cases that were going to decide the fate of all autistic families. They decided even though they'd fired him as a witness he was still the number one neurologist in the world and so they quoted in those cases the reason we are not we know that vaccines don't cause autism is because dr andrew zimmerman the leading neurologist in this field has said there is no mechanism by which a vaccine causes autism and they read his old statement and they used it to throw these cases out of court he's wow. just submitted an affidavit to the department of justice and said that they are lying about my testimony. So wow. there are multiple whistleblowers, multiple scientists here and around the world that know that vaccines can and do cause autism. So this is what the pharmaceutical industry is afraid of. This is why they're trying to take your rights away. They want to force inject you before the truth comes out. Wow. Until the truth comes out about 
vaccines, all those things that we're doing wrong in our society, we will not have world peace, we will not have health, and we will not have happiness. And I just want to thank you personally um, for being brave enough and, and doing this work to help get the truth out um, for Americans. And um, I guess they were supposed to be on the steps right now. <laughs> oh, really? Well, thank you for being brave so, enough to have me on. I better yeah, get out on those steps. Yeah, and uh, okay. I hope you'll come back. I will. And join us again on the air. Sounds good. Okay. Bye. Thank you so much. And